trial time, trial in the Manhattan District Attorney felony criminal case against Donald Trump is confirmed March 25th, come hell or high water. That trial will be taking place. We'll talk about what happened in the Manhattan courthouse earlier today where Judge Juan Marchand said they are going to trial. Also, Special Counsel Jack Smith filed his response to Donald Trump's application for a stay with the United States Supreme Court in connection with the D.C. federal criminal case. Donald Trump just filed a reply moments ago. We'll break all of that down. A Republican special counsel, David Weiss, indicted somebody by the name of Alexander Smirnov, who was the GOP's main source for their impeachment inquiry against President Biden. Remember all that talk about the 1023 form. Yes, Smirnoff was the source smearing President Biden on those 1023 forms. Not surprisingly, everything was false. It's a Russian op and the Republican special counsel is now prosecuting the individual who all the MAGA Republicans were hoisting up as their main source of this information. Smirnoff, was arrested uh, yesterday in Las Vegas. We will keep you posted about everything that happened there. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis took the stand as Donald Trump and his co-defendants tried to attack her short romantic relationship with a special special prosecutor on her team, Nate Wade, that saying that somehow presented a conflict of interest. I mean, look, I've only been a lawyer for about 14 years, going on 15 years soon. I don't understand what the conflict of interest here. This was horrible. This was horrific, what we were observing today. Just very bizarre, misogynistic, tinged with racism. I want to talk about it, but just, you know, I was very disappointed that Judge Scott Scott McAfee kind of I know he's deliberate and wants to let a lot of this stuff come in. But, you know, it was a circus in that courtroom and it doesn't serve the ends of justice, in my opinion. Judge Eileen Cannon, interestingly, she denied Donald Trump's request to adjourn pretrial motion deadlines. What's Cannon doing there? A bit of a surprise. She usually gives Donald Trump what uh, he wants. Justice Ngoron in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case is expected to issue a monster verdict in the morning. We're taping this live on Thursday evening, so we don't yet have that verdict, but we expect it to come in somewhere in the range of $300 million to $500 million when you add compounding pre judgment interest and penalties. Also, Democrats win big in New York's third congressional district. Tom Swazi beating Mozzie Pillip again, proving all of the polls very, very wrong. Trump gave another unhinged, deranged, weird, and what should be disqualifying speech in South Carolina that I'm sure legacy media ignores, but not here on the growing Midas Touch network. Also, Lara Trump, is she going to run the Republican National Committee? Donald Trump wants her to, and it seems that the MAGA Republicans just take their orders from Donald Trump. Doesn't seem that way. That's what it is. And what in the world? is MAGA Mike doing? I know the MAGA Republicans are all taking a vacation now. They're on vacation. They're they're done working. So in other words, a very slow news cycle. So um, you know, for, forgive me, <laughs> forgive me if this is if this is boring and not and not interesting enough. Wow, folks, Brett and Julie, how are you? We had like multiple. <laughs> Live streams going. I'm just going to make a confession, which is maybe self-evident. 
I haven't left my chair yet. It is possible I rolled out of bed at 5.45 a.m. and have not left this chair. So please, please forgive the uh, appearance. (laughs) I want to start off the show and give a huge shout out to our staff here at the Midas Touch Network for their incredible work. I mean, it really took the entire team to make the coverage today possible. I am so thankful for the efforts of Salty, the famous Salty, Jeremy, our incredible editorial staff, helmed by Ron Filipkowski. I'm so grateful for you all. So I just want to start the show by giving my gratitude there. I'm not sure today could have been any worse for these Trumpers and the Republican Party. And they had an opportunity here with this Fawny Willis trial, right? With this, they wanted a circus. They wanted to try to get her on the stand. They wanted this to go poorly. And ultimately, Fawny Willis was fearless out there. She Mm -hmm. pushed back. She fired back. And I thought she was compelling on the stand, powerful. I think it was everything that these Republican, these Trump co-defendants that they feared most when she took that stand. We got Trump's first trial date locked. That means Donald Trump could be a felon, folks, a convicted felon by summer. How about that? And then the icing on the cake coming out of nowhere, the entire Hunter Biden impeachment narrative, barisma, all this crap that's been been peddled by Fox and MAGA and Trump. It was all predicated on a lie that individual indicted for those lies to the FBI. Of course, he is a close friend of Vladimir Putin. That's who the Republicans take their orders from. But woo, we got a lot of stuff to get to. So, Jordy, how are you doing? His last name, that about. person's last name is Smirnoff. I mean, you can't write this stuff. <laughs> like, are you like, that's that's the GOP's main asset right there. It's unbelievable. And yet again, it shows why Gray Goose is better than Smirnoff. We'll get into what that means later in the show. <laughs> but I am on my, I have six cup of coffee to Ben's point, And I feel like, honestly, I don't even, if anyone deserves to be drinking coffee right now at 8 p.m., it's Ben. Uh, but I am just... I'm excited for tonight's show. Let's I have to finish it. writing. Here's my confession: my midterm exam Uh-oh. for my for my law class. Your students might be watching right now. Don't they give may anything be away. Watching right now, and I was I was planning on doing that today. I said I got to write this midterm. I change it up every semester, and then I woke up in the morning and I said, "All right, we've got this Fulton County District Attorney <laughs> thing that's going to last a few hours, but otherwise, I think that it should be a." Kind of a relatively quiet and calm day. Not at all. Let's get right into it, folks. But, you know, maybe the lesson here is that it's not a great idea to listen to a Russian oligarch's hearsay as your main source of data and information. Maybe, just maybe, you know, the way that the American judicial system was created with admissible evidence. Well, I understand that there are flaws in the system, but maybe, just maybe, that that system of actual admissible evidence matters. And and by the way, there was this commentator on MSNBC, this lawyer who listened to one witness 
in the Fulton County District Attorney hearing who had an axe to grind. It was someone who claimed that she was much better friends with Fawny Willis than she really was, who was disciplined at the Fulton County District Attorney's office. One witness and this MSNBC commentator said, the case is done. The case is over. And look, even if you truly feel that way, why not to maintain your credibility, at least pretend to wait until after all of the evidence is given? Like what is so important to me here at the Midas Touch Network is that when we provide this information, I'm not trying to just rush and just give you opinions and just say things to get attention. Like you have to listen to the body of evidence. So not a good source of information, the Russian oligarch, not a good source of information, someone who was recently fired from the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, who doesn't have a lot of credibility at all, who was saying things about Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor who was actually trying to recover from cancer during the relevant period of time. Maybe you have to hear from lots of witnesses and then make evaluations from there. And it's not just a problem here. It's a problem with the media in general pushing these narratives. And so as we talk throughout this episode about even New York's third congressional district, all I was hearing were these media narratives. And sometimes the narratives become self-fulfilling prophecies, but all of the data that we've been seeing in special election after special election shows the Republican Party shrinking as it's going full MAGA, mainstream Republicans and independents repulsed by MAGA and Donald Trump, important issues like MAGA Republicans taking away women's reproductive freedom being always a major issue and rightfully so. Donald Trump out there bragging about how he does nothing for guns and that he loves doing nothing about guns at all the same day that there are shootings taking place, that most voters are repulsed by that behavior. That's just what we're seeing consistently over and over and over again. Yet the narratives are so quick to seize, not on the evidence and data, but just like that person who went on MSNBC, that lawyer who said that, I feel like that's the legal version of invasion at the border. I yeah. feel like that's what they're talking about. It's the exact same thing. And I'm like, did you watch the same hearing that I watched? Because, folks, that hearing was about a conflict of interest. That's what it was about. And for those asking me, but what does this have to do when they had sex and when they met each other? What does this have to do with the conflict of interest in the case that prevents what a grand jury from indicting and a special? And I'm like, it has nothing to do with anything. Is is the implication that the reason that Fawny Willis decided to prosecute Donald Trump was to give her boyfriend, who was a boyfriend for a short period of time, like a job? Is is that that's a I just, that's at the heart of what they're saying, but not saying it. So I'm like, what are you, what are you even claiming here? And then Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, by the way, took the stand and Brett, if we have this clip of Fawny Willis where she took the stand, I think this was just an important moment 
where she looks at this lawyer who represents one of Trump's co-defendants, this guy, Michael Roman. And Fawnie Willis says to her, I think you're confused about what is happening here. If we've got this clip, Brett, let's play it. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken when this was Well, no, no, no. Look, I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So my question. Exactly. And let's not forget, they're on trial for trying to steal an election. This isn't some amorphous concept that should just be both sides. We know that there was an attempt to overthrow a free and fair election. And by the way, because the media is so screwed up and such a mess, in the Manhattan District Attorney case, one of the things that Donald Trump's lawyers were arguing is that you shouldn't even be able to ask the jury in a jury questionnaire about whether they think the election was stolen because Trump's lawyer argues that 50% of, this was actually what Trump's lawyer said, that 50% of Americans think the election is stolen, so we shouldn't even be able to ask the jury about it. First off, that 50% number is false. It's probably closer to 30, 35%, which is still sickening. But then again, 30 to 35% of the population now believe that Taylor Swift and the NFL were involved in a psychological operation to have the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, it is some stupid season, some weird stupid season. Stupid and I'm, season. I'm, I'm fed up because it's just some dumb crap. And I hope all the mainstream Republicans and independents are going to join forces in a pro-democracy community with Democrats, progressives, and liberals and get real and just say this stuff is stupid season and these people are freaking idiots and something needs to be done about it. And they're very, very dangerous. But I digress. But that's what we're seeing, right? What we're seeing whenever there are these special elections throughout the country and people are interviewed and they go, okay, why? We're so surprised. Why did you vote for the Democrats? I don't understand. This isn't what our poll said that we've been pushing all this time. Why did you do? Why did you do this? And they go like these people have not done anything. These Republicans, they've not done anything. They're liars. Trump is a maniac. Trump is falling apart. Donald Trump is a criminal. I want and they're weird. I want nothing to do with those weird. Like the same thing comes through in all of these interviews and they go, okay, that's great. They might let it have like a night for a second. By the following morning, there are always the headlines that you could write and you'd be like, nah, that's a little too far. Like why the special election wins is bad news for the Democrats. Why it's bad news for Joe Biden. It's like, what are you talking about? Actual what are you talking stories. about? That was, their, real lead, that was their main coverage is why New York 3rd Congressional District win for the Democrats. Democrats is horrible news for President Biden. That, that was yeah. that's that that was the main coverage by like Here's the thing with it. It's it's heads you heads you lose, tails you lose is the way they cover these things. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Enough of the horse race. Tell us the facts. Tell us what's going on. Like that MSNBC legal analyst mm -hmm. who still has her post up went on TV to declare the case is over against Trump. It's all over. By the way, even if you took it to the extreme of even if Fawnie Willis, there was a conflict of interest, which there was not 
the only thing that would happen is she would be booted from the case. The case would continue with a different prosecutor. This, the, the, the concept that there's a people out there who simply want to get press, who simply want to get headlines, who simply want to get attention. And boy, did she get attention. Donald Trump was reposting her. Mm-hmm. Fox was running with her comments. If that's the kind of company you keep, you should probably think through your takes and start basing them on the facts. But there is a lot of good news like we're seeing. It's just just a matter of people waking up out there. And the good thing is, I think our audience here understands what's actually going on. They've seen us present the data and we've seen time and time again that data come to fruition in the form of these special elections with Democratic victory after victory after victory after victory. Well, here's the thing, Brett, too, to that end, it's it's and I'll work my way back to this. But there's a reason why the Midas Touch live stream of today was the highest and most viewed live stream on all of YouTube. I mean, we had 30,000 plus watching throughout the entire eight hours of the coverage. And that's because we don't take this intellectually dishonest approach that we continue to see throughout the media from this MSNBC reporter who's looking for her 15 minutes of fame so she could get clicks, she could get her name out there. Or or it's these other media publications who then run with this stuff so then they could get the clicks. And they could write these doomsday pieces because that's all they're looking for. They don't care about actually giving their audience and their readers the true information. They just want the clicks. And I think that's why, to a point earlier, we had so many people watching our stream and why this channel and network continues to grow. It's the most awesome pro-democracy coalition out there that we continue to grow week over week. So thank you all to the Midas Mighty who continue to push that mission forward of truth and honesty because that's what we hang our hats on here. So thank you. Look, I'm fine if that legal analyst watches all of the witnesses and then forms an opinion that I may disagree with that's rooted in all of the witness testimony and and the evidence. I could then have a disagreement, but I would at least say, okay, you are observing uh, all of the witnesses and evidence, and you've come to a certain conclusion. And let's have a discussion on whether we think that's correct or incorrect. But to take the very first witness who has very little credibility and then make a statement like that is just completely something that, frankly, MSNBC should know better than to platform somebody, or you at least have to push back when someone says that and just say, well, you do realize that's just the first witness. Like, how could you possibly conclude, like, if you were a member of a jury, you wouldn't have an open mind throughout the whole proceeding? You would just immediately make your decision based on the first person who who took the stand? So odd, so odd. But speaking about odd, Brett, do you have that transcript, Brett, of what you, you were reading it to me, of what Donald Trump said in South Carolina? <laughs> I don't want you to show the video. First, I want you to read the transcript. That would be my honor. Talk about mainstream Republicans. When we talk about independents, when we talk about people who are not affiliated with political parties, they need to just see this type of raw data. And legacy media needs to do its freaking job and present the actual data to the people. Stop gatekeeping the data and normalizing the behavior. It it, it ain't normal. So just your job should at the very least be, this is what happened. Why do you recast the narratives to help Donald Trump? It makes no sense to me. Brett, just read for me 
what Donald Trump said. And by the way, if I started the show and I sounded like what Brett's about to say, I would frankly hope that you would all be like, he, he's not he's not well. Like, what's going on there? Brett, read what Donald Trump just said in South Carolina. All right. <clears throat> I call this rendition stupid season, Donald Trump. Here's the transcript for stupid season with Donald Trump. This is an actual transcript from Donald Trump's speech. This is yesterday uh, as, as, as of the time we're recording this, February 14th, 2024. These are his exact words. That he told the crowd in South Carolina, he was defending himself from claims that he is in cognitive decline, saying that uh, it's on purpose. He's, he's, he, he does it on purpose. He acts confused. Here's Donald Trump. Quote, but when I say that Obama is the president of our country, bah, 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 they go, he doesn't know that Spiden, he doesn't know. So it's very hard to be sarcastic. When I interpose because I'm not a Nikki fan and I'm not a Pelosi fan. And when I purposely interposed names, they said, he didn't know Pelosi from Nikki, from Tricky Nikki, Tricky Nikki. He didn't know. I interposed and they make a big deal out of it. I said, no, no. I think they both stink. They have something in common. They both stink. And remember this, when I make a statement like that about Nikki, that means she will never be running for vice president. She will never be running. Then he slurs his words, vice president. Ben. That is really what he said. And by the way, that's what he says the whole time during these speeches. And I'm not going to show you the other videos. Uh, uh, we'll show you videos just from South Carolina but you know how the coverage that I do here where I've broken down all of the things that Donald Trump actually does in these speeches. I mean, he does this thing in most of his speeches where he talks about how, you know, someone's lifting weights with a transgender woman and then and then he like reenacts it and then he goes, uh, oh, oh mom. He goes, I go, mommy, my mommy, my my mommy, mommy, mommy. You know, and and I'm watching this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is vile. Like, this is just vile. What the hell is, like, what the hell is this? You know, and so to hear this being talked about as somehow like a Republican thing or like this is like a conservative thing, I'm like, y'all realize, media, that this person is up there on a stage going, mommy, hey, mommy, hey, mommy. Um, Brett, play right now, though. What you just read, just so people can see it, like just just watch him play this clip. But when I say that Obama is the president of our country, they go, he doesn't know that's Biden. He doesn't know. So it's very hard to be sarcastic when I interpose because I'm not a Nikki fan and I'm not a Pelosi fan. And when I purposely interpose names, they said he didn't know Pelosi from Nikki, from Tricky Nikki, Tricky Nikki. He didn't know, I interposed, and they make a big deal out of it. I said, no, no, I think they both stink. They have something in common, they both stink. And remember this, when I make a statement like that about Nikki, that means she will never be running for vice president. She will never be running for vice president. Remember. What, think, what, what, it is exactly. I think my reading was pretty good. Your reading was exactly it was really, what your it reading is. actually made it sound better. 
You, I, you I, know don't, what I, mean? I don't know. There's something about seeing it actually in writing too that I think is actually very powerful because it's just such word salad. It is so demented. He uses words that don't mean what he thinks. That I don't know who told him the word interpose <laughs> before he went out. On, it was the on, word of the day. It was the word of the day. Yeah, he said it six times and didn't, didn't use it's it correctly just, once. Ima- it's like just shows you the double standard with the media though. Imagine if there was a transcript that existed out there with President Biden speaking that way. It would be the front page of every news publication in the entire country. And it's like, when you look at that, you're left with no other conclusion than this man has lost it. Then he is well, not here, all there. Here's, and here's the thing. I, you know, I think historically, a lot of networks have grappled with how do we cover this guy, right? And there were a lot of complaints after 2016 where people said, you covered him too much. You gave him too much airtime. Uh, you gave him too much free media. And that's the problem. And so one of the kind of reflexive moves that they did to that was, okay, we're just going to pretend it doesn't exist. We're, we're just like, I'm not even going to cover any of this stuff, but that's actually the wrong thing to do because mm-hmm. then people end up getting a sanitized version of who this individual is when you're just c- trying to find substance in whatever the hell that is, rather than simply playing these deranged moments, showing the actual stakes of what we are seeing, showing how horrifying and what the true threat and plans of this horrible man truly are. Like th- that, you like people should be seeing that. That's why whenever oh. we post clips and I occasionally see, you know, comments from people, why are you giving this guy airtime? I, I hate I, those comments I, I, across I'm the like, board too. I, I'm like, because people need to understand that this is who we are dealing with because I speak to people on a daily basis and so many people don't really know the extent of how depraved and weird and horrifying this guy truly is. And then you play a clip like that, as I have done recently. I play, have you seen this? And they go, what the? Was that what the heck? Yeah. And, and and sometimes that's all that's all it takes for people to go. I didn't know that. I didn't see that. And that's why you know it's it, we need to be showing people these things because it's it's it's, it's insane. It's couldn't it's agree insane. more. It, it's across the landscape too, Brett. So it's even beyond Donald Trump. It's like when we were posting things about George Santos, what a fraudster and liar he was. How he would steal money from Jared, like all of the crazy madness that he would do. I would often see comments: "You're giving this guy way too much airtime." There are uh, actually Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, all the time, who reached out saying, "Hey, just ignore Santos." I'm like, ignore Santos? Like, ignore, like let this slide. No, there's a way to cover things where you're not just you know lifting someone up and giving them the publicity that they so much deserve and crave and, and think that they you know earned. There's a way to cover it critically to expose what fraudsters they are and what maniacal and the way, Jordy, people they are. If Marjorie Taylor Greene was some unknown person who didn't speak like, you know, you never really heard from her, had no power, I will, there'd be no reason to cover it, right? But these people in this modern day Republican Party, the worse you are, the more depraved you are, the more they boost you up into the highest parts of the party and give you leadership over people. They give you leadership over Congress. They put you in a position to affect people's lives. And so it's important for the American people to understand who is making these life and death decisions about their lives. And the Republicans are putting their your lives mm-hmm. in the hands of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And we'll have some clips from her today also later in the show that you don't want to miss. But oh boy, she got her uh, butt handed to her, I will Ooh. say, in a hearing. And oh my 
God, this other one. <laughs> Have you signed up for the Midas Touch newsletter? It's MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. It's free to sign up. Make sure you check it out, MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Want to talk about more of Donald Trump's speech in South Carolina. Interpose it. I'll interpose a little bit there. Also, I want to talk about a little bit more updates on the Manhattan District Attorney case. Judge Juan Mershon setting that trial date for March 25th, 2024. What's going on in the United States Supreme Court on that issue of absolute presidential immunity? Are they going to hear a petition for certiorari and grant oral argument eventually? Are they going to just send it back to Judge Tanya Chutkin? The stakes could not be higher, and we're honored to cover it each and every day with you here on the Midas Touch Network. We'll be back right after our first quick break. All right, let me tell you about my new favorite jeans, the Perfect Jean. Today's sponsor, the Perfect Jean, finally solved all of your denim difficulties. They make great looking, perfect fitting jeans that are as comfortable as sweatpants. Seriously, I've been wearing them basically every day. That's how comfortable they are. The secret, a special denim fabric that's super soft and has the perfect amount of stretch so you can squat, do yoga, or just sit around all day in them without ever wanting to take them off. They make six fits from skinny to thick, thick, and have a waist from 26 to 50 and lanes from 26 to 38. Big boys, short kings, tall dudes, and all the rest. They got you. For a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order, plus free shipping at theperfectgene.nyc or just Google The Perfect Gene and use code MIDAS15, MIDAS15 for that 15% off. My pair of The Perfect Jeans are incredibly comfortable. They're stretchy in all the right places. I cannot recommend The Perfect Jeans enough to anyone who is looking for an amazing pair of jeans. The Perfect Gene doesn't stop there, though. They've revolutionized teeth t-shirts as well. The perfect tee has just enough stretch to hide that beer belly while accentuating your arms and chest for that flawless look. It's soft as butter without shrinking in the wash like all your other tees. It's just perfect. The perfect jean always has free shipping, exchanges, and returns. You can have peace of mind knowing that your order is completely risk-free. It's finally time to stop crushing your groin in uncomfortable jeans by going to theperfectgene.nyc. Our listeners get 15% off your first order plus free shipping, free returns, and free exchanges when you use code MIDAS15, MIDAS15 at checkout. That's 15% off for new customers at theperfectgene.nyc with promo code MIDAS15. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we here at Midas Touch sent you. Stop messing with khakis and get the perfect gene. Hey, Midas Mighty. So a little while ago, we had the idea that we wanted to sell the best pro-democracy merchandise in the game for the Midas Touch Network. And candidly, we had no idea where to even get started. That's why I'm so glad that we found Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. We use Shopify at store.midastouch.com and it has completely revolutionized our business. 
business. It allows us to easily manage our shop, view analytics, provide the best customer service, and streamline our entire online shopping experience from A to Z. We wouldn't be able to bring you all the products you know and love without Shopify, and we can't speak highly enough about it. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds and Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, like they were there for us here on the Midas Touch Network. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and we can attest to that. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Midas all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Midas to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Midas. It was like, what? Jordy, what are you doing? Oh, he's showing off the jeans. I got worried for a second. I, I was, <laughs> Was, uh, was, was, yeah, we got a we got a we got a workshop. Uh, yeah, you got. I think you got it. You got. You got to tell us angles, and we got. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I couldn't hear you guys. But did you like the jeans I'm wearing? They're the perfect jeans. I like yeah, the no, jeans the you were jeans wearing. Great. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll play back again. What that? I'll what play it? back. There's. There's probably a better way to show the jeans. Is, uh, uh, is, uh, okay. I think it was desired effect. I think achieved. But check out the sponsors. Link in the descriptions. Help support the show. Great deals for y'all. Love you guys. <laughs> we don't want the folks to think you're getting tubed over there. You know. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I wasn't really sure. What was. That's that's a deep cut for the real uh, news junkies. I wasn't really sure what. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> we have to play this back real quick. Again, they say the jeans. I was like, oh my god, um, the jeans were really good. Um, I love my. I love those jeans. They're really. They're really good stuff. All right, let's talk about Trump's speech in South Carolina, and then let's talk about what seemed to be like monster tsunami of legal news whack-a-mole. Like my whole day was like, okay, do that hot take, do that hot take, do this live stream, you know, and I was just going back and forth. And we got another legal filing on the docket. It was literally, get, it was literally get to like work a, with yeah. great haste. <laughs> with great haste, that's how we talk. Get to work with great haste. Yeah, we speak like old English. And, yeah. Okay, here, 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 okay, here's the thing. When we, when we show you these clips with uh, Donald Trump in South Carolina, if somebody behaved this way, in any type of organization, whether it's a large corporation, a medium-sized business, a small business, uh, a nonprofit, a, a social club, as I said, a fantasy football league, you know, a a a group of people who go bird watching together, or a group of people who play cards together, <laughs> whatever. If somebody in that group, corporation, big, small, whatever, behaved this way. And you were okay with that. I would say there's probably something very, very wrong with that. And only in the modern day Republican Party and the MAGA base that supports it is this behavior like in incentivized. Like if you went to a hospital and the doctor um, said this, why don't we start off with what we'll start off? If you went to a hospital, and the doctor, right? I mean, Donald Trump, if he were to be in office again, would have access to the nuclear code. So doctor can deal with life or death issues of yours. If someone had nuclear codes, that would be life or death issues for humanity, for our, for our species, for, for, for the earth, right? Ar arguably kind of more life or death than even the doctor. And your doctor said to you that the reason that your doctor fakes cognitive decline is is a joke. And your doctor wants you to know that when the doctor calls you incorrect names, 
And when the doctor says to you different parts of your body and calls your arm, your leg, and your toes, your head, that it's all part of the plan, would you want that to be your doctor? Well, here is Donald Trump saying that he fakes having cognitive issues as part of his shtick. Here, play the clip. But when I say that Obama is the president of our country, they go, he doesn't know that's Biden. He doesn't know. So it's very hard to be sarcastic. When I interpose, because I'm not a Nikki fan and I'm not a... Okay, so let's start off with that. Now, if you met your... If you met with your lawyer and you had to consult your lawyer about an important issue, let's say, I don't know, regarding uh, regarding a breach of contract issue that you wanted your lawyer to explore, and your lawyer started talking to you about the topic, but then started talking about golf or basketball, now let's say Donald Trump starts talking talking about why he doesn't want to give aid to our ally, Ukraine. And then not only that, but gets distracted and starts talking about golf. Here, let's, let's play this clip. Dollars more. 60 billion with a B. They want to give him 60 billion more. And I said, wait a minute, do it this way. Loan them the money. If they can make it, they pay us back. If they can't make it, they don't have to pay us back. Loan them the money. Put it as a form of a loan. Why should you just hand it over to them? Do it as a form of a loan. I do that with athletes. They can't quite, you know, like a professional golfer who I think is very good. They don't have any money, but they have a lot of talent. I'll say, here's the deal. I did it with a number of people. Here's the deal. What I want to do, professional golfer, I play golf. I play very nice. Did you see the picture of me, the horrible picture with the stomach out to here? That was, so what I do is I'm putting up today a picture of me actually, what I actually look like hitting a ball, smashing the freaking ball. And you'll see quite, I wouldn't say slim. I wouldn't say slim, but not bad. But the ball does go far. I would say it goes about nine times further. Then Biden can hit it nine times. Okay, so just imagine though, if you were at a restaurant and the person who was taking your order said to you, Hey, what would you like to eat right now? Um, and then they started talking to you and said, Would you like to, I don't know, perhaps try our special right now? You know, you'd probably be like, um, um, I'm not sure I want to eat at, uh, you know, I'm not sure I want to eat at this restaurant. I mean, and again, it's just what he's saying, how he's saying it. I mean, for real, it, it, it is like, it is watching a, a lunatic. It is watching a lunatic. He's not making sentences. Like he's not making sentences. They're just a bunch of gibberish that all kind of mushes together where he attacks Ukraine and then talks about golf and talks about whether he's fat or not fat. Like this is for like, that's what he's doing. And so when I open up, you know, a website or, or read a newspaper or whatever, and I'm like, you don't cover, you know, you're just, that's not something, that's not something for you. You, you, you don't think that's um, you don't think that's something, and it's always projection and confession, you know, with them. And so here's Donald Trump from the same speech 
talking about plastic, he thinks that Biden has plastic surgery and talking about Biden's eyes. And for real, this is part of Trump's speech. Oftentimes, Donald Trump talks about how he thinks that he doesn't like President Biden's body and says that he has a better body than President Biden. Hmm. Donald Trump talks about how he'd rather be electrocuted than eaten by than eaten by sharks. He does the mommy thing. Like this is every one of his speeches. So, you know, I, I just wonder like, you know, if, if you're if your legacy media and your New York Times and you're writing the story and you talk about you know, they like wrote this story where it was like, and and he was he's so powerful, and he stands up there with his strength. He that's not like even what's happening. You know, and it goes back to this whole theme of this episode, which is you know, just tell me the facts, Jack. Like they just just tell me what it is. If if you're going to be reporting on it, just tell me what it is. Um, give me all of the data, then give me your opinion. But why? But why are you trying to tell me that what I'm seeing? Is is not what it is that that I am seeing here, and, and why are you gatekeeping this information unless you have some other agenda? Um, this this is actually from the New York Times. This is how they they wrote an article about him, and the article is that Biden is weak and old. This was their article, and Trump is is strong. Trump, by contrast, does not appear to be suffering the effects of time in such visible ways. Pause there. What the the guy can't put together a sentence. And that isn't me, you know, oh, he's just a lefty saying, I'm just showing you the videos. The guy's not saying sentences and he's doing weird freaking accordion hands and every other word is screaming and whatever. And he talks about cognitive tests here. Pull, pull, pull that back up. It looks like they want to date him. Um, they go, <laughs> they go, he's, this is what they say. They say that Trump is tall and he uses his physicality to project strength in front of crowds. He takes the stage at rallies. He basks in the adulation for several minutes, dancing to an opening song. By the way, you know what that song is? The January 6th anthem. Maybe you want to mention that he's doing the insurrection anthem that he records with the rioters. And, 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 and by the way, Show me for a second, Brett. Show me for. <laughs> that's okay. the dance. That's, that's the, the dance. dance. That's the dance that he does. Okay, that's not you know that's not a that's not a that's not a strong dance. Stop telling me that's a strong dance. He looks like a freaking crazy person. That's why that's how he danced with Jeffrey Epstein. The whole thing is weird, and yeah. he's an adjudicated rapist. So stop freaking gaslighting. It sounds like a man. He takes the stage at profile. rallies. He basks in the adulation for several minutes, dancing. He's dancing to an opening song, and then he holds forth his speeches, replete with macho rhetoric and bombast that typically last well over an hour. A display of Stamina. I mean, Jeez. who the hell is? If, by the way, if Brett, Kim Jong Un's office like presented that to him, they'd be like, "It's a little too much." I'm not sure. I'm not sure the people are going to believe. It. Yeah, he does do. He does do the Jeffrey Epstein dance moves that he refined from his days of partying quite frequently with Jeffrey Epstein in it's the Maga Carlton. That's the <laughs> New York Times. That's the freaking New York Times. Play what he says about Biden's Biden's eyes. Play this clip. They are. Does do you see this guy on television today? I mean, he's he's like a crazed lunatic. Round eyes. The eyes are all round as hell. But I know he didn't have any plastic surgery. I know the eyes are round. Okay, and here, by the way, 
This is where Trump says something about talking to a psychiatrist. Like, I don't even know. Like, okay, New York Times, I'm, I'm watching this. Okay, you're telling this is the me. the stamina that you're talking about. This is you're the You're telling the power. me that I'm supposed to see some, machi, <laughs> some, ma, some macho and some stamina. <laughs> play, play this clip about the psychiatrist. Go, I guess, a psychiatrist who worked in one of the mental institutions in South America. And he was sitting reading a newspaper. They were interviewing him. He said, you know, I've never had time to read a newspaper. It's a luxury because I work 29 hours a day. He was saying more than I better check that because, you know, when I say 29, meaning they worked more than 24. But if I say 29 without a perfect, you know. Okay, and then let me show. I, mean, I, I, I don't even know. Like, what am I even supposed to comment there? What, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's. <laughs> he he doesn't know he doesn't know what he's talking about. But you know, okay, you don't want you don't want to cover that. You know, that's not major news for you. You know, you know the fact that he attacks NATO, not not major news. The fact that he's up there, you know, not major news. The fact that he's an adjudicated rapist, you know, not major news for you, legacy media. Um, how about on a day where there was a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade? Here is what Donald Trump said the very same day. Play the clip. And fully uphold our great Second Amendment. Nobody took care of our Second Amendment. During that four-year period, nothing happened with our Second Amendment. We will protect innocent life and we will restore free speech. Okay, so then I'm like, all right. Because y'all are going after this Biden guy like all the time, if you're giving Trump a pass, oh, oh my God, I, I assume that when I watch Biden, I'm going to have to see somebody who like is, is literally isn't speaking because you're saying that that's macho. So I'm expecting that when Biden speaks at this point, that maybe he can't even talk. You know, maybe he has no memory. I mean, th that seems to be the narrative you're pushing. So, OK, why don't I try to take a look here? So let me show you this clip of President Biden here. Play this clip. And I say to the House members, House Republicans, you got to decide, are you going to stand up for freedom or are you going to side with terror and tyranny? You're going to stand with Ukraine, you're going to stand with Putin, or you stand with America or with Trump. Republicans and Democrats in the Senate came together to send a message of unity to the world. It's time for the House Republicans to do the same thing, to pass this bill immediately to stand for decency, stand for democracy, to stand up to a so-called leader hell-bent on weakening American security. And I mean it sincerely, history is watching. History is watching. In moments like this, we have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America. The world is looking to us. There's nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. In this case, acting together includes acting with our NATO allies. I mean, media. Do you want? Does, does he need to? Does he need to talk like this? Does he need to, in between his words, for for it to be macho? New York Times. Does he need to talk about how we need to support our allies? And by the way, do you know that I picked flowers earlier today? Oh, by the <laughs> way, do you know about my home in Delaware? Uh, have I talked about a cognitive <laughs> exam? Uh, I mean, I mean, what, what, we're not we're not having a fascist clown. We're, we're trying to bring in a United States freaking president here. Right. Like, what is it that you are looking for? It's for real. Like in that position, like when I watch President Biden there, I watch someone who's speaking normally. 
calmly. He's cool. He's collected. He's deliberate with his words. He's methodical. Yes, he's putting together full sentences, unlike Donald Trump. He's talking about important issues that matter. Like, what, do, do you want a kind of fascist clown TikTok running the country? Because that's not President Biden. If we want fascist clown TikTok, sorry, like, like that's not what America stands for, nor should it be what America stands for. When I look at Kim Jong-un standing in front of like little girls and doing weird dances, I look at that and I go, that is strange and that is weird. And when I look at adjudicated rapist Donald Trump before the Super Bowl attacking Taylor Swift saying he's the one who got her her money and then he does the dance, he does the Epstein dance in front of like a group of of, of young girls from high school, which I'll try to find in a little bit, like that that is like I'm like, what in the world am I even what what do you what do you want? Like maybe what you want, New York Times is not a president. Like maybe you're just begging to be destroyed. Maybe you're so self-loathing that you just don't want to exist and you want somebody to destroy you. Or, or maybe you just want, maybe your shareholders want the TikTok fascist clown. Maybe that's what you want. Here, let me show you first the Trump high school one so you know what I'm talking about. He, by the way, before, why are you inviting little girls to your house before the Super Bowl? Like, wh why are you doing that? Why are you posting that? Why are you dancing at them? Why are you making them dance before you? What the frick is going on here? Play the clip. Very macho to watch. I mean, what what the heck are we? Want? So, so New York Times, you want you want the adjudicated rapist dancing like this in front of little girls who are dancing in front of him before the Super Bowl after he attacks Taylor Swift, whatever the frick reason he does. You want that versus this? Play this clip of President Biden. I mean that the rest of the world looks to us. The stakes are already high for American security before this bill was passed in the Senate last night. But in recent days, those stakes have risen. And that's because the former president has sent a dangerous and shockingly, frankly, un-American signal to the world. Just a few days ago, Trump gave an invitation to Putin to invade some of our allies, NATO allies. He said if an ally didn't spend enough money on defense, he would encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want, end of quote. Can you imagine a former president of the United States saying that? The whole world heard it. And the worst thing is he means it. No other president in our history has ever bowed down to a Russian dictator. Well, let me say this as clearly as I can. I never will. For God's sake, it's dumb, it's shameful, it's dangerous, it's un-American. When America gives us word, it means something. When we make a commitment, we keep it. And NATO is a sacred commitment. I mean, do you, do you, do, 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 does he need to do that for you? Does he need to do that? Like if President Biden, again, did any of these things, any of these things that Donald Trump does within the first millisecond of his speech, because that's when he sings the J6 anthem song with the rioters where they pledge allegiance to the J6 anthem that actually takes place. So if Biden did anything that Trump does in the first freaking millisecond, he wouldn't support Biden. 
He could do all the great things that he's actually did. And I would be like, that's it. That's what I have to have some threshold standards. There has to be some sort of floor and he can pass the infrastructure act and the chips act and the inflation reduction act. And he could help the vets and he could lower prescription drug prices. He's doing a J6 anthem. I'm out. Biden's attacking NATO. I'm out. Bring me somebody else. You know, you know, I'm not I'm not with Biden and and Democrats, as I've said, because I like the donkey. I'm not just team. I'm not team Democrat that, you know, because the same way I'm this football team or that football team. I, I genuinely just want people behaving like adults. And and I want normalcy. Like that's all I'm that's all I'm looking for right now. And it's my sincere hope that Americans when given this data, do as well, Brett. Well, I think that Americans are, I think they do want that also. I think there is an overwhelming desire for normalcy. I think there is an overwhelming yearning for things to kind of just be calm and for government to work as it's intended to work. And one of the things that Republicans have been good at is they say government does not work, and then they get into power and they prove that government does not work. And then they go, see, we told you. And they try to use that to create this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy of, well, vote for us anyway, because we can't, no one can get anything done. Everyone's crazy anyway, right? Everyone's nuts. And people are, that veil has been pierced, I think. And I think that was proven out this weekend once again, earlier this week, once again in New York's third congressional district, a district that means a lot to us personally here at the Midas Touch Network because this is the home district which we grew up. And, you know, Tom Swazi over there had a commanding victory over Mozzie Pillup. And I want to show you before I get into some of the hard data of the actual numbers from this election, what the final poll that came out the night before was that everybody was saying, uh-oh, Democrats are panicking. They should be scared. This is going to go badly for them. They had this poll come out the day before. And here's a headline. Tom Swazi ahead of Mozzie Pillup by just one point in poll on a New York election eve. The poll that had Swazi winning by the most, I think, had him up by like four or something. And he ended up winning by eight. He ended up winning by eight percentage points. He ended up shifting the uh, the amount of voters in like all these areas blue by like dozens of points, dozens of points. And what happens next, right? First off, he gives his speech. Swazi's whole thing was the same. Stop looking up to Donald Trump and start focusing on actually getting things done. And one of the big things that Democrats and Swazi were able to use here was they were able to say, look, we're at least trying to solve these problems, right? You're mad about the border, right? You got Mozzie Pillip over here. All she talks about, border, 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 right? You brought down Elise Stefanik. You brought down Mike Johnson, bringing out all these people. They're all saying the same thing. Border, 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 border. Well, okay, guess what? Guess what happened last week? A border bill hit the floor, a compromise bill, the strongest in history in which Democrats basically gave up everything to the Republicans and they said, let's do it. Give us the powers, give us the funding, give the Border Patrol the funding. Let's get this done. The Border Patrol endorses it. The Wall Street Journal, owned by Rupert Murdoch, endorses it. And what do Republicans do? They torch their own bill. And so when you're doing that, 
thankfully, you have these Democrats now that are able to seize on those things. And Swazi, to the end, that was his message. I'm trying to fix the border. Look at all the Democrats. They're all trying to fix the border. The Republicans don't want to get anything done. And I think that's a compelling message basically on every topic as we head into November, that these Republicans, they don't actually want to govern. They, they want to just shout and complain and whine about problems, and they want to do nothing to actually solve them because they are so beholden, not to the American people, but to Donald Trump. Of course, after Swazi's victory, what does Donald Trump do? Donald Trump throws uh, Mozzie Pillup under the bus, throws the Republicans under the bus, starts whining. His whole thing, he, she wasn't MAGA enough. Mm. She wasn't be enough. That's right. His uh, diagnosis here, Republicans don't learn. Maybe she was still a Democrat. I've had over 99% endorsement rate. Uh, Herschel Walker and many other candidates would beg to differ. Uh, Dr. Oz would beg to differ from that. And then uh, he, let's see, where is it? He calls her a, quote, very foolish woman, which I'm sure will go over well with independence. And then at the end, he writes in quotes, I want to be loved. I, I, I mean, I, like, what are we doing here with this individual? And by oh. the way, this was not the only victory that Democrats had on Tuesday. Democrats keep winning or overperforming in elections throughout the country. In Pennsylvania, Jordy, there's this Democrat, Jim Prokopiak. I'm sorry, probably got his name way wrong, but he defeated the Republican there in the special election for House District 140, securing control for the Democrats of the Pennsylvania State House. Another big win there for the Democratic Party. And let's even look at Oklahoma, because in deep red Oklahoma, in the district of Oklahoma's 39th, that previously voted for Donald Trump by 26 points, where Republicans hold a 30-point voter registration, the Democrat only lost by five. In deep red Oklahoma, in a plus 30 Republican district. That should send chills down the spine of every Republican running for office that, you know what, maybe this messaging is not quite working out. But what we've learned from all these elections for the past few years is that they never learn, or rather, they learn all the wrong lessons every time. So Mike Johnson holds a press conference and they're asking him about the failures of last night. And his first reaction is, let's just make an excuse. It's it's not us. It's, it wasn't the candidate. It's not what we're doing as a Republican. It was probably the snow and it was probably like other things. It wasn't us, just the fluke. The the, uh, the result uh, last night is, is not something, in my view, that Democrats should celebrate too much. Think about what happened there. They spent about $15 million to win a seat that President Biden won by eight points. They won it by less than eight points. Their candidate ran like a Republican. He sounded like a Republican talking about the border and immigration because everybody knows that's the top issue that is on the concern, uh, the hearts and minds of everybody. That incumbent had been a three-term member. Excuses, excuses, excuses. And then his whole diagnosis after is, in fact, you know what it shows for us, everybody? It shows the American people are actually with us. Mike Johnson and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're with us. Mishandle this issue and effectively give Democrats something to campaign on. No, not at all. Look, the American people are with us on this issue. I mean, they are with us because they understand you have to actually solve the problem. And the product that was produced by the Senate did not solve the problem. You've all heard us hammer over and over H.R. 2, right? That was our signature. You got to solve the problem and you don't want to solve the problems. Republicans don't sound like Republicans at any It's the issue. 
They sound like Trump. They sound like MAGA. They no longer sound like conservatives. And look, if Democrats are trying to reach compromises with actual Republicans and independents, and if and if Democrats can make sure they still maintain very important issues to progressives and liberals, but also make sure that they do address the concerns of independents as well as mainstream conservatives and bring people together for trying to help our country. I think that's the you know importance right here. I think in all of the polling, we've talked about this before, what these polls, what the media fundamentally doesn't understand is they're still viewing things through the paradigm of Democrats and Republicans, liberals slash progressives and conservatives, Republicans, conservatives, Democrats, progressives, and liberals. That's simply not the, the, the political paradigm anymore. It's not what really exists. I think you have a pro-democracy community, which is Democrats and mainstream Republicans and independents and progressives and liberals and people who don't know even necessarily what they are and, and independents and mainstream conservatives and, and actual conservatives, not the magna mutation. There's that. That's kind of, to me, all under the kind of blue right now where, you know, we could have difficult conversations and disagree, but fundamentally we're like, yeah, let's not help out Vladimir Putin, okay? Like, that's not a good move, okay? Like, let's make sure that we do some common sense stuff when it comes to guns. We could have some disagreements. Let's do some common sense stuff. Hey, government, get the hell out of women's reproductive freedom, okay? That's not where you belong, and you don't belong telling people who they can marry or not marry. Stop the freaking book banning crap. Stop all of that stuff. And then you have MAGA, which is like, what does Donald Trump want us to do today? Do we like this? Hey, hey Donald, can you post something on your social media so we know? Should we kill the border bill that we all wanted before? Okay, okay, kill it. Oh, 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 okay. Let's let, let's do it. What else do you want us to do? So Taylor um, Swift uh, sent a Jewish space laser down to Earth <laughs> uh, to uh, blow up the NFL and to make uh, like what are we talking? What are we talking about? What do, what are we doing? Oh, that's a great idea. Let's put you on the head of the education committee. That's what <laughs> that's what's happening right now. These these aren't issues. These aren't things. These are. I like all weird kind of psyopy weird, like speaking of psyops, like it's what they're doing. It's all weird stuff just designed to kind of uh, trick their people and to try to make the rest of the normal people just feel like, oh, enough, nothing could get done. Why even bother? But you literally have an entire other party. There are some sensible Republicans, a few of them, and there's a whole base of independents out there, independent-minded Americans who mm -hmm. just want to get things done, want to be taken care of appropriately, appropriately by the government, and want to be able to live their lives the way they want to live their lives. Well, anyway, we still got a lot to discuss. I want to do some legal review. Need that, Ben. Need that. I mean, I, I touched on it, and I'll, I'll, I'll get into a bit more depth there. Brett, I want to hear your analysis of Marjorie Taylor Greene because your impression is spot on there. Oh, and, and, and Jordy, when we get back, I want to see if you're going to be, you know, advertising the products the, the same. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 
you, 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 you got your own machismo dance moves. <laughs> we'll I like talk about all that and more. Let's take our last <laughs> quick break of the show. Have you heard of Bond Charge? Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list is endless. But my favorite product from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. The infrared sauna blanket works wonders. It has for me, and I know it will for you as well. The sauna blanket works by raising heart rate to that of physical exercise, so it burns calories while you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. Sweating helps flush out those heavy metals and other toxins, and the infrared heat elevates your heart rate while relaxing, which releases endorphins and can leave you feeling euphoric after your session. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. You also do not need to have your head in the heat like a traditional sauna. It's so easy to set up. It takes less than a minute to set up, in fact, and it heats up rapidly. Enjoy a session for 30 to 40 minutes while relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating, whatever you'd like. I've tried other products, but they simply don't work nearly as well as Bond Charge. Bond Charge Infrared Sauna is easy to clean up. It heats up quickly. It's super simple to use. And the lightweight design makes it perfect. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time and has free shipping on every sauna blanket with no hidden costs. And it comes with a 12-month warranty. So here's what you got to do. Go to bondcharge.com slash Midas and use the coupon code Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash Midas and use the coupon code Midas to save 15%. Full stop. It is so important to have a good memory. Losing your keys, forgetting something at work, it sucks. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on Earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, Qualia Mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on supporting mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee, so you have almost three months to try Qualia Mind at no financial risk and decide for yourself. Since taking Qualia Mind, I've been more focused on tasks, have a better memory, and have greatly increased my motivation and discipline to just get things done. See what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com slash Midas for up to $100 off quality of mind. And as a listener of the Midas Touch podcast, use code Midas at checkout for an additional 15% off any purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash Midas and use code Midas for an additional 15% off to experience life-changing mental performance from Qualia Mind. Jordy. Jordy, you bring the best pro-democracy sponsors right there. We try. We try, we try, and they're great. And I've heard tons of great feedback from all of the Midas Mighty who have got these products that were interested in them. We work hard to get the deals. Links are in the description. Make sure you tell them we sent you. Make sure you're using our code. That helps them know that we sent y'all. And honestly, they're all fabulous products. So check them out. So here's what I'm going to do also. I want to give a shout out to Peter and JT for gifting those memberships. Wow, uh, let's go. 
You like that? I took a Peloton ride and they wish people a happy birthday. So one of the things that I think that I was going to oh, do. I like that. I came up with, I was like, all right, so if you gift, let's just say kind of 10 memberships or more, Jordy, keep track at the end of the show. I'm going to give shout outs to anyone who gifts the 10 memberships or more here. Love it. I'll give, I give, give you a special shout out. And to all those who just buy one membership, thank you all. But if I do one, it's going to spend the whole time just shouting out names. So, um, but, but I'm so grateful for you to be for becoming a member. So let's do that at the end, like they do on the Peloton. I thought that was cool. All right. Legal whack-a-mole today. And I was like, all right, should I focus on what's going on in Manhattan District Attorney? But then I got the Fulton County District Attorney here. And then Judge Eileen Cannon issues a minute order. And then Trump files a reply to his application for a stay. So I'm like, woof, I'm pretty busy. And then we get a grand jury indictment of the like main Comer pile, MAGA Republican, Rough James Comer. Comer pile. Yeah, I'm going to start off with that just because Comer pile deserves <laughs> Comer the pile. first kind Kind of yeah, he, des- he deserves it. He deserves it first. So this one, people's came elbow. Out. Yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the Rock do. What the Rock call it? Though there was the people's elbow. Was that the Rock? People's elbow. I, yeah, I was going to give him the people's elbow. That's what I was. Oh, doing. It's, it's it's been a very long time since I watched. Uh, That's anyway. why I didn't know what it was. It's it was so perfect, Brett. Because if you know Brett, Brett's sports references stop and end in 1999. Elbow. So it's like that's so perfect that he would remember the people's elbow move. That's people's elbow. People's elbow. All right. So uh, the grand jury returned an indictment charging the FBI confidential human source, the MAGA Republicans' fake whistleblower with felony false statements and obstruction crimes. Here's the press release. A federal court unsealed a two-count indictment returned by a federal grand jury in the Central District of California, charging Alexander Smirnoff, 43, with making a false statement in violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 1001 and creating a false and fictitious record in violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 1519 for statements he made that were recorded in an official record of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, known as a Form 1023. David C. Weiss, the special counsel, made the announcement. And so what happened was, was that Smirnoff was arrested at Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas yesterday on February 14, 2024. So the FBI moved quick. It's a pretty incredible operation. So Smirnoff came back to the U.S. Who knows what he was doing here, probably trying to help the MAGA Republicans, you know, will learn and try to influence the elections and try to, you know, interrupt it like he's previously did. But remember when the MAGA Republicans were all talking about the 1023 form and Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying, Bill Barr should have been fired by Donald Trump because he covered up the 1023. Look, even Bill Barr, the former attorney general who tried to cover up everything for Donald Trump, knew what was going on here. I mean, it was a Russian oligarch who was behind the 1023. I mean, it's like literally an op within an op. It's it's the biggest op. It's Putin's guy who reached out to the FBI. And so Bill Barr was like, "Why, why would I touch this? That's crazy. But not the MAGA Republicans. Even though Bill Barr was willing to do everything for Trump, he wasn't Trumpy enough. So then Trump got people who literally just used Putin's guy. Of course, it's going to be false. They didn't even say who it was, but they talked about the 1023. We got the 1023. We got the 1023. It shows a $5 million bribery scam. All false. All bogus. The dates don't match up. It talks about Hunter Biden going to Ukraine when Hunter Biden's never went to Ukraine. Like everything doesn't match. 
And the MAGA Republicans just took that. And that was like the main thing. Like they did all this other fake stuff, 17 fake audio recordings that MAGA Republicans made up. We've got Biden. Yeah, what happened to those audio recordings? I, where, there's, where, seven, where there's 17 of them. And then they had the IRS people who complained about things in 2018. By the way, this is not their only fake whistleblower to be indicted. There was the other one who was a spy for China. Remember that guy? I mean <laughs> – I mean, I mean, this is the MAGA Republic. This is what they do. If I did any of this as a practicing lawyer, I would lose my license immediately. You know, and the MAGA Republicans rely on their speech or debate clause privilege so they can't be sued for defamation because they try to claim, well, we were just doing legitimate legislative investigations right here. So it's really hard to actually file lawsuits against them. But like they're platforming literal enemies spies from China, spies from Russia to take down President Biden while Donald Trump is doing weird things and dancing and talking about attacking NATO, dangerous, vile, treasonous things. And what? President Biden gives a very kind of sober, important speech, but uh, he pauses in between words and that becomes six front page stories. Oh, President Biden, did you see that? He, someone who's always stuttered his entire life, but did you, did you catch that he stuttered one of those words? Did you, did you see that? We need to make that a front page. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So anyway, that happened today. Then you have the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case, uh, Justice Juan Mershon, who's presiding over it, quickly denied Donald Trump's motion to dismiss the 34-count criminal indictment, which was brought back on April 4th of 2024. And Justice Juan Mershon said, yeah, we're going to hold this trial the date I said we were going to hold this trial on March 25th, 2024, Donald Trump's lawyer, Todd Bland, started whining and complaining and said, this is a grave injustice. And then Justice Juan Marchand said, have a seat. Do not cut me off. You will sit down. <laughs> That's like a theme in these trials between the judges and the Trump lawyers. This keeps happening. And then Donald Trump left and he said it was a rigged city. That's, that, do, do we have this clip after Trump left? And he goes, it's a rigged city. The city's rigged against me. Here, play this clip. So instead of being in South Carolina and other states campaigning, I'm stuck here. It's an election interference case. Uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it in this country. It's a disgrace. It's a disgraceful situation, actually. And we'll just have to figure it out. I'll be here during the day and I'll be campaigning during the night. Biden should be doing the same thing, but he'll be sleeping. This is all from the DOJ. This all comes out of Washington. They're coordinated with the district attorney and the AG. The case tomorrow. So Biden will be both sleeping, but also the coordinator behind it. He's both sleeping Mm. and in his dream, sending neurotransmitters to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to then coordinate all of this with the deep state and somehow George Santos, and then we're involved somehow. I mean, what in the world are you talking about (laughs) there? I mean, again, just some deranged, unhinged stuff. I mean, by the way, you were in South Carolina, you know, you know, the other night doesn't seem to exactly be impacting your ability to go there and attack NATO uh, while you're doing so while you're doing so. (laughs) And it actually is an election interference case by you trying to interfere with the 2016 election by covering up having sex 
with a porn star while Melania Trump, your wife, had just given birth to Barron and you didn't want to pay or you wanted to pay her to cover it up and you didn't want it to show us campaign funds. So you called it legal expenses. And then you went on to just talk about how what you kept on calling her, what horse face, you know, over and over again. And then saying that no affair horse face, you know, and, and, and having these horrific posts about Stormy Daniels. I mean, just just think about that. Donald Trump is someone who was just held liable for $83.3 million for defaming his rape victim. And then he's in a criminal hush money payments case where he calls the woman who he had sex with a horse face. Like, over if you and over tried, If you tried to create a worse human being, like with all the elements, it's hard to – it'd be hard to compete with the complete package of, of Donald Trump. Half of a Donald Trump. Would be would put Unbearable. you in the point percent of just worst. Forget politicians, worst people ever to live, and he just you know takes that ball and 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 he runs with it. <laughs> he calls her horse face. I, I I mean again, if you're the, is it hard to write that? Is it hard if you're legacy media to kind of to 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 talk about that? Is it is it a complicated story? You you all seem to really love doing it with Monica Lewinsky and and Bill Clinton on something that was kind of consensual. I mean, are, 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 now when there's actually an adjudicated rapist who's out there calling Stormy Daniels in another case and context involving hush money payments, a horse face in a criminal case, that's just not something that you that like you you want to focus on. I mean, what kind of message does that send to our kids and grandkids? Right. Like, like what kind of message does that send, you know, just to like a, a decent civilized society? And so actually when you don't call out that behavior, it's like watching a bully do or watching a harasser engage in the conduct and aiding and abetting the harasser, but it's writ large on the nation. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I, I, there will be studies done in the future, but growing up during these years and watching people who are supposed to be role models, who are calling women horse faces, who are attacking the women that they've that they've raped and, and have been found liable for, you know, you know, people who are in these positions, Donald Trump and these MAGA Republicans behave, you know, behaving this way. I mean, just think about the harm it's causing our children, our grandchildren, and future generations about about how they even interact with people. And, right. how, and I just I think about that like, all I think about thousand. that all the time. Thousand percent, just like the social civics of it all, Ben. It's such an excellent point because I often think to myself, like the behavior that Donald Trump's exhibiting, could a high school student get away with it? And ten out of ten times, the answer is no. So Donald Trump is up here just shouting horse face from the rafters about Stormy Daniels. Like imagine if a high school student went and said that about a classmate of theirs, they would be instantly reprimanded, or at least you hope that they would be. But it's such a bizarre environment that we live in in today's era where we hold, I guess, high school students to a higher standard than the leader of the Republican Party? I mean, what what does that say, Ben? What what does that say when we let him slide with the behavior that he just exhibits in a public basis? Essentially, what the media is doing by not calling him out is they are co-signing that behavior and saying, it's okay, Donald Trump, you can act that way. Jordy, you keep in track also of those who are gifting more than 10 so I could give them... (laughs) 
I am, but it's hard because a lot of people have it's done definitely it. Definitely hard. It's definitely a hard assignment. But hey, yeah, you listen. got, you got. I want to. I, I, I want to. All right, back to back to the here, court. Here, here's what here's what Trump can't escape though. He can't escape that this court case is affirmed for March 25th. That's what in like six. There's weeks no appeals. From now. Nothing happened. He could try to file things, but March 25th is a real, real in a criminal trial felony. in which he will be conv- likely be convicted for a felony. 34. They find him guilty, 30, 34 count. Yeah, 34 count indictment? 34 count. Felonies. That's coming. Within weeks, that's coming. And he can't stop it. Tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, Judge Angoron is set to make his ruling in the civil fraud, in the civil fraud case that's likely to be in the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And we're just getting started. So we could talk about, you know, people letting him slide, media letting him slide, whatever. He can't stop what's coming. He can't stop all this. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Then we had the Fulton County hearing, which we touched upon earlier. This was Donald Trump and his co-defendants attempt to kind of smear her. They claimed that there was a conflict of interest. Um, I've, I've still struggled to identify what is why this hearing even took place? I, I genuinely don't get even. Okay, so even if they had the relationship earlier, um, then they put in the declaration, which there's no evidence of that or credible evidence of that. I still don't. I still don't get why that has anything to do with anything. Adults can't get have consensual relationships. I mean, maybe there's you know an, an HR issue within the DA's office. Perhaps it's an HR issue, but I'm not sure why that creates a conflict where a grand jury indicts and a special grand jury makes recommendations. You had Nathan Wade, who was the special prosecutor, who had this romantic relationship with Fawny Willis from 2022 to like the summer of 2023. He had testified that he had cancer in 2020 and 2021 and had to like open up about whether or not he was like being intimate while he was recovering from cancer. What does that have to do with, you know, anything at all? And then Fawny Willis took the stand. We showed you clips earlier uh, in this episode and we covered the whole thing live here. And I thought that she actually, I, w- I was worried when she took the stand just because I don't think she needed to take the stand at all and seeing a district attorney testify, you know, in general, sometimes kind of, you know, uh, it, it puts them on the same stage as like actual witnesses and criminal defendants. So I didn't really think it was a good idea for her to do it. But after watching her, you see why she's in that position. I thought she pushed back forcefully. And I think she wanted to just kind of also push back for other people who have been in a position like that to fight back in that situation and to take the power back that they were trying to take away from her. And if she didn't do that, I think she would always regret it. And that's why she didn't. I thought she did a good job, but we'll have more live coverage of that tomorrow. It's for some reason going to be even continuing tomorrow and we'll be covering it there. Um, Donald Trump filed a reply brief with the Supreme Court Earlier in the week on February 12th, he filed an application for a stay with the Supreme Court of the D.C. Circuit's mandate pending his petition for certiorari, which is ultimately his appeal before the Supreme Court. So the stay takes five justices to rule on the stay. The Supreme Court gave special counsel Jack Smith up until February 20th to respond to Trump's request for a stay to keep the whole action paused pending further action by the Supreme Court. And special counsel Jack Smith responded in two days. He was not waiting until February 20th 
And he basically said there shouldn't be a stay. And he said, look, Supreme Court, we tried to, on an expedited basis, get you to hear this back in December. You rejected that. And we think the reason you rejected it is because you didn't want to hear it. Now you should doubly not want to hear it because the D.C. Circuit made a ruling that should be appeal proof. And so there isn't any, quote, fair prospect, that's the standard, of success if Donald Trump brings this issue before you on certiorari. So as a result, just reject it and send it back to federal judge Tanya Chutkin, and let's resume the proceedings. Now, Donald Trump's lawyers argue, whoa, special counsel Jack Smith tried to expedite this to you in December. Now he's saying that you shouldn't hear this. That seems a bit disingenuous. And look, I want to be objective here. Special counsel Jack Smith has to get over that hurdle. Why special counsel Jack Smith did you say the Supreme Court should hear this back in December, but now you're saying they shouldn't hear this anymore? Well, special counsel Jack Smith says there's two things. One, Supreme Court, you didn't want to hear it back then, so that's a piece of data. And two, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. They ruled and they found um, that there is no absolute presidential immunity here in a very strong appeal-proof order. So they did the work. You could have heard it, Supreme Court, but you didn't hear it. Now there's no reason to at all at this stage. So that's Jack Smith's kind of response to that. But Donald Trump's lawyers are pointing out, look, you did go before. Jack Smith, you did go before the Supreme Court then. And look, I think that's a fair argument. I think if I dismissed that argument by Trump's lawyer as out of hand, I would be being disingenuous. But I think Jack Smith does raise a good point. Supreme Court, you rejected it. So why do you want to hear it now? If if anything, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals makes it clear that there is no chance that this is actually an issue that you will ultimately hear. But Jack Smith says, look, if you do want to grant the stay, convert what Donald Trump filed into the underlying petition for certiorari, grant it, and hold oral argument on the substantive issue in early to mid-March so we can get the show on the road. So there's no more delays. It's not like there's a stay. And then you let Donald Trump file a petition for certiorari. Just get the show on the road right now um, if you're going to actually grant the stay, right? It takes five justices to grant the stay. It takes four for the petition for certiorari. So if five were to grant it, five votes, you would clearly have the votes for four, right? Because five for the stay, four for certiorari. So Jacksman says, if you decide to grant the stay, then just convert it into certiorari, accept it, and let's have oral argument, which actually the schedule would be nice here, right? Because you can imagine a world now, the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case ends late April, mid-May, maybe there's a verdict, boom. Then you go right into the Washington, D.C. criminal yeah. case shortly thereafter. So will that be May, June, July, you know, August, you start pushing it where you're getting very close, um, you know, to the election. But that's the, but that's the update there. The, the garbage argument that they had, Trump's lawyers, though, that was is just completely off base. And it's almost shocking to see them continue to put this in legal filings is they're accusing Jack Smith and the whole thing basically of being a partisan witch hunt. Like in this filing, they didn't, they didn't even speak so much to the merits of if the Supreme Court should take up this case. But their whole thing was like partisan witch hunt. Jack Smith, you know, he's doing this to interfere with the election and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, shut up. You don't get to have special privileges because your criminal defendant client happens to be running for president. Just he shouldn't have committed these crimes if he didn't want to be burdened with this. But 
part of the whole reason why he's running is to use those arguments. But it's always just when I see that, it's one thing when you see that argument be used on like Fox or OAN or Newsmax. I get another level of disgust from it when I see it actually said to a court of law and to actual judges. I think it's just disgusting. I agree with you. Judge Eileen Cannon issued uh, another paperless order right here. Um, But this was an interesting one where she denied Donald Trump's motion to adjourn pretrial motion deadlines. Donald Trump wanted to delay the filing of certain pretrial deadlines. And her order was very confusing because she said that there are other motion and liminees or other pretrial motions, which she'll allow Trump to renew the motion to adjourn. It's all a total mess. But what's happening here, if you're like, well, Judge Eileen Cannon, she's moving forward with that May 20th, 2024 trial date, and she's not letting Donald Trump delay. Has she had a change of heart? No. I mean, my view is, is that she's still going to try to play chicken with that May 20th, 2024 trial date to try to box out Judge Tanya Chutkin from sticking a trial date there if the Supreme Court ultimately comes back and uh, rejects Donald Trump's application for a stay or eventually denies certiorari, right? You have Judge Cannon wants to be like, well, I'm May, June, July. We're going forward. But that game of chicken soon going to kind of come into contact with the reality of you haven't made an order. You haven't really made an order at all. You've just been issuing paperless orders that like, so like you haven't ruled on anything substantive. You haven't even set a deadline canon for a SEPA section five hearing in a SEPA case. So when are you going to put that? Like, when are you going to do that? Um, So there's a lot of things there that she hasn't even ruled on. And y'all know I'm a SEPA geek and I do hot takes on SEPA and I can go on. Big SEPA guy over here. Big SEPA guy. I'm a a big, big SEPA guy. Brett, show that one clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene and then Jordy, I want to shout out um, all of the people. Remember, if you go and give 10 memberships right now and buy 10 memberships, you will get a Jordy (laughs) shout out live on uh, 10 or more. Ten or more. I got the list right here. A lot of names. Well, got a list of names. A lot of Brent, names. Just show the Marjorie Taylor Green clip. Just well, so let, we let, 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 let me just let me set it up quickly. So, what House Republicans decided to do during this pressing time when Ukraine aid is on the line, as we are barreling towards yes, another government shutdown because of the inability for Republicans to pass anything other than these short-term continuing resolutions. What have they decided to do in their infinite wisdom? Mike Johnson decided, you all deserve a two-week vacation. And so, yes, House Republicans are taking a two-week vacation after today. It's completely disgraceful. It's a complete abdication of their roles as members of Congress. And so how do they spend this final day? They hold a hearing on, quote, vaccine injuries to spread conspiracy theories about vaccines. They brought in uh, and demonstrated. Democrats had these witnesses, an FDA expert who spoke about how these vaccines have saved millions and millions of lives. And Republicans had Marjorie Taylor Greene yelling at him, saying things like this. And I'm not a doctor, but I have a Ph.D. in recognizing bullshit when I hear it. I'd like to point out to everyone that we knew early on, as a matter of fact, she's lovely. And then I want to show you this uh, moment of Democratic Representative Garcia uh, where uh, I'll just play it for you. Watch this clip. It's time to be honest about the vaccine injured. And we need to stop 
allowing these COVID-19 vaccines to be given out to children. Gentlelady's time has expired. I now recognize Mr. Garcia from California for five minutes of questions. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I'm sorry you all had to go through that. That was a lot of uh, conspiracy theories and wild accusations. Uh, which we now have been uh, debunked by, by medical science, and we should be clear that vaccines work and save lives, and they have millions of lives. In- Job well done, House Republicans. Thank you for spending your final day here before taking a much-needed two-week vacation, I'm sure. Hasn't it been like two weeks since their previous vacation or not not too much longer? No, than I was that. thinking about that, Brett. I'd love to see the breakdown of times they spent on the clock and versus times they spent on vacation because I bet that circle – you know, the pie charts, have, I bet it's not too Then they have the nerve to go, the Americans, they, ju- they just don't want to work anymore. Well, or they, they go, President work. Biden's on the work ethic these days. It's like, yeah, right? y'all, y'all don't work at all. And when you're in there, you're just spreading dangerous conspiracy theories that literally kill people. And I love these new Dems, though. I love seeing Dems like mm-hmm. Garcia and Moskowitz and Jasmine Crockett, just real fighters out there pushing back on the BS. Imagine if we did not have them with all this like Russian disinformation coming every single day from these House Republicans. Here's the thing. It's not a foregone conclusion that people are going to step up in these moments, right? History often looks at heroism and people who do step up in these moments. But sometimes if you wait for that hero to emerge, it's too late. Right. It's again, it's not a foregone conclusion. That's why we always say to all of the Midas Mighty out there to be the heroes that you always were looking for, not to just wait around. You have that power by you forming this community that Mm -hmm. you did, that we're a part of. We didn't form this community. You formed the community, and we're a part of the community that you all built, and we're honored to be a part of that. And let's just keep expanding it. Let's keep growing it. Let's be the difference that we want. That's it. I mean, look, you've got great prosecutors out there. You've got great, you know, Democrats in Congress, great pro-democracy leaders out there. We've got some, you know, former Republicans or mainstream Republicans who are out there telling the truth. We've got independents. We've got, you know, we got some people doing some great work out there, but don't wait for them. Every day, wake up and let's figure out together how we can be the change how we could be the ones collectively that get the information out there and that really are the ones who make um, you know, make a difference. And I'm confident that we can do that together. So one of the best ways to do that is just share this network. Just, just share the YouTube channel with people. Just show people videos. Just say, hey, why don't you take a look at this? This is different. Why, why don't you see this? That's how we've grown because of you and by sharing this. And you sharing this to one people, two people, five people. That's how it happens. Let's just keep growing this community together. I want to give a shout out to uh, White Dove. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was doing all the writing. I want to do the shout outs. It's ridiculous. So, Ben, to your point, though, about expanding the pro-democracy coalition, expanding the reach of this network, shout out to everyone who's given 10 or more uh, memberships in tonight's chat. So to that, I just want to give a shout out to this lovely list right here. Shout out to White Dove. P.F. Dennis, Lady B, Rick Timovich, GGR Cinnamon, Marianne Lorette of Rust, uh, Grant Sloan, Peter again, Nordris Rodriguez, Clockman45, AC, JT, and Nancy Chadwick. Shout out to y'all. Thanks for helping growing this community.
And shout out to all the Midas Mighty out there. Shout out to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for watching. I hope everybody's appreciated the whole coverage that we had throughout the day juggling all of these various different uh, court cases. We're going to keep our- We're live for more than eight hours. (laughs) Live for more than eight hours. But, um, you know, again, having Aaron Friedman Agnifilo, you know, help lead that coverage. I mean, the former number two at the Manhattan District Attorney's Office giving perspective on the hearing with Fulton County District Attorney Vonnie Willis and Karen and Michael Cohen giving perspective on the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case. I mean, you don't get more of a front row informed kind of recap and and uh, reporting than, than them on those issues. So um, shout out to them. Shout out to all of the contributors. Shout out to Popak. Shout out to um, you know Jeremy. And shout out to Salty for all the hard work that they put in. Salty's working crazy hard. Thank you, Salty. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you to the thank you to the whole team, everybody who helps put this this program together. I mean, look, you know, it's interesting. And, you, and, and this is, you know, when you had the Midas touch and you had CBS, NBC, everybody else showing the Fulton County hearings, right? And it's the perfect kind of test because it's like, where's the market saying that people want to watch this, right? Who do they trust to watch this on YouTube? And we were number one for most of the day. And that's because of all of you. It's because of the community that you built. And we're so honored, you know, you know, for that. You have all those legacy media channels that are funded by literally billions of dollars. You know, and we're funding it through memberships and emojis and the pro-democracy sponsors that I know you all support and Jordy Vets and you love their products. And we're also funding it with our merch at store.midastouch.com and also through Patreon, um, which is patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We do a fun after show. There's the merch right there. It's a cool merch. 100% union made, 100% made in the USA. That's store.midastouch.com. I always love when I'm outside and I see someone wearing a Midas Touch shirt. Um, it's really it's really cool when I run into somebody wearing that. There it is. A lot of great gear. 100% union made, 100% made in the USA. And go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Become a member there. We do a lot of after show content on that Patreon. We really do. And um, we're going to do an after show right now as well. Um, so just sign up, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Hopefully you've been enjoying Uh, the curation of content there. Busy day, busy, busy day, but tomorrow will be just as busy. (laughs) But I'm so glad to be spending it with, you know, my, my family and Brett and Jordy and my Midas Mighty family and all all of you. So thank you all so much from the bottom of our heart. We love you. We appreciate you all so, so much. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.